Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to How Do You Hustle. I'm your host, Bronte, for another episode. This week, we've got another really great guest on the show. She's a DJ and host. She works with Skylab Radio and a regular fit. And during the pandemic, you may have seen her daily updates where she was DJing and giving the numbers that went sort of viral. I really love everything she's about, and I really enjoyed doing this interview too. I'd like to start the episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording, the Yugambeh people, and paying respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Today on How Do You Hustle, we have Aya Vatonia on the show. She's a DJ and a artist, as well as a creative director for a regular fit. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, tuning in from Gadigal country. Uh, so I want to pay my respects to elders past and present um, and acknowledge I'm on stolen land. But I am good. I feel like recovering after a big work week, but it's been an exciting time. So I can't complain. I've followed you for ages and I saw on the weekend, I think it was, maybe yesterday you posted like all of your sets and I, I yeah. had secondhand anxiety just seeing that. <laughs> so what like walk us yeah. through it like you're coming in hot out of lockdown that's for sure so what have you been up to oh what have I been up to I feel like uh a lot of things um <laughs> so this past weekend I played three different shows the one on Sunday I was uh, I run a night called Irregular Tit Social as part of a regular fit, with, like in collaboration with A Bit of Tit. So we have some really lovely emerging and more established like queer artists of colour come through across a spectrum of genres. It's really lovely having like live music and DJs. And then I kind of do like sneaky sets in between just because I always love playing music. Whenever I can, I'm always happy to play. Uh, then on Saturday, I DJed at an event with Dennis Salter and Melody, which was at um, Greenwood, which was by Untitled Group. And then I played a show with Sherelle for Astro People on Friday. And prior to that, I was in Nam, like Melbourne for a week, uh, doing some stuff uh, with resident advisors, some workshops, but then also DJing at Pitch. Amazing. So it's been a wild last two weeks like it feels surreal like especially after being in lockdown and with all the COVID stuff and really like I'm not gonna like a bit of there's definitely like I can relate to the secondhand anxiety because I feel it firsthand (laughs) going from yeah just living really slow and slowing everything down and then all of a sudden just having things happening all the time like it definitely just feels super surreal it definitely went from zero to 100 I feel as well um so but that's amazing and it it must be so nice to be back into it like 
Can you just explain the feeling of like going back and doing it for the first time after all these lockdowns? Like, what was that feeling like? Like, I feel like there was a lot of conflicting feelings. Like it was so exciting and so lovely to be amidst people, like-minded people that love music and love dancing. But then also, yeah, like not being used to playing to crowds and having to readjust my mindset to playing to a crowd versus making a mix online or just, yeah, it's just been an interesting adjustment. But I've been talking to people and I feel like everyone's sort of in the same boat going from, you know, being homebodies by force to now and being back out there and doing it all again. Yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. It sounds like you're throwing yourself straight back into it, which is the only way, really. <laughs> Gotta go through it over it or under it. Yeah. Definitely. So I guess going back to that, like your comment on being a bit of a homebody during lockdown. So I remember, yeah, I guess I started following you probably like early in the lockdowns, but one of my friends was sharing your content and you somehow like sort of fell into this health advisory uh, role (laughs) at one point, not, not literally, but um, I remember at one point you were doing your, your posts and you were doing DJ sets and had the numbers in the background. And I thought like, it was such a good way to kind of get that message out there quickly in a way that was engaging for young people on social media. What kind of gave you the idea of doing that? And like, um, how crazy was that experience? (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a wild time. Like the series was called Blends for the People. I started doing it. So at the time I was working, I've left now, but I was working for Um, like in a state government role. And so a lot of the work that we were doing was like, I did community engagement. That's kind of my corporate background, but also like community organized, community oriented background. Um, And just having a quite a strong and deep understanding because of my job about the impact of COVID, because we were doing COVID tracking and stuff. It made me really concerned about the fact that people weren't really looking at the numbers and like you said like I totally get why people were fatigued it was so much it was overwhelming I kind of developed this weird thing where I would just always look at the numbers like I just couldn't help myself (laughs) yeah really caught up in it and so Mm. I just felt like I understand music is a great way like as a DJ I have a strong understanding that music is a great way to bring people together but also to relay messages um and so I thought why don't I just use music that people like before COVID, like BC times and mix it into stuff that I like and see if people will sort of engage with the numbers that way. So at least they're across what's happening. But it was also like really cathartic for me to do as well, like to sort of feel like I had to get up and I'm doing this thing. Gave me a bit of like purpose each morning when it felt like everything had just been thrown out of the water, like all of our routine, whatever that was and normal, it was just gone. So it was nice to have that to like actually output as well. Yeah. And I think like during that time, it was, you know, the only community I was in Melbourne. So you were in Sydney. I think the only community we had was sort of that online community. So something like that, that just made you smile a little bit. Like I think your mixes were so fun and your, you know, your dancing, the colorful um, outfits, like it just gave you that kind of check in each day that just, I guess, showed you that there's, you know, other people out there in the same boat, we're all in this um, experience together at the same time. So I thought that was really nice, but I guess like, were you overwhelmed by the engagement you got back from that? Because I, 
I feel like at one point it got kind of crazy and you're like, just so you know, everybody, I'm actually not a <laughs> health advisor on this. So maybe uh, like also check the website. <laughs> yeah, it did feel a bit overwhelming at times when all of a sudden like something I'd just done, like I feel like my following doubled and that was very overwhelming for me. <laughs> I feel still like, I still feel like it is. You're like, but, who um, are you all? <laughs> exactly. Like, where did you come from? Like, thank you. But also, well, um, yeah, it was definitely overwhelming. Um, but like, I'm so grateful that people were interacting with it and they enjoyed it. But yeah, I had to sort of have moments where I had to check in with myself and sort of be like, okay, you can only do what you do. Try not to get too caught up in things. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like it's very easy on social media to end up feeling like, you're obligated to do things, even though it was like, I'm just doing this to get numbers across. That's it. I don't want to feel like, you know, I have to do anything I do. Because for me, it is also about fun. So once it gets beyond that, I get a bit, yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, I guess like at the end of the day, really lovely that people interact with it. I still go out and people will be like, oh, I watched that series. I loved it. And I really appreciate that. It's still overwhelming though. It's still very overwhelming. Yeah. And like, I guess, how did you find that, you know, being a musician, being someone who obviously like performed beforehand um, with your, you know, sets and things like that. How did you find going from doing that all the time to, you know, sort of the back end of what you're experiencing now, like to trying to readjust what you do to fit the new world you were living in? Was that quite an adjustment at the time? Yeah, it was super challenging. Like, I think across the board, we were all wondering if this, like, we were ever going to get the scene back, if this was just going to be the reality that we were stuck in lockdown, because there was definitely a lot of points where it felt like that. It definitely felt like um, that. Yeah, so it was, it was a huge readjustment. And I won't say but, I will say and. And I think that I also learned so much. Like, I am the sort of person, like, if I can't do what I'm doing, I'll just find something else that's sort of aligned with what I want to do, but I just try to find different ways to channel my energy so I can keep myself going and not get too bogged down by the fact that we were living in a really arduous, and we still are to an extent. Like We still are, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a readjustment. And it was also, like, as someone that is kind of a homebody, like, I'm 30 now, so I've, I've done my time of a lot of partying. I'm not like I... I still love to party occasionally, but not like I used to. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to also be at home and be able to do it from the comfort of my home. So, yeah, there was like pros and cons with pros everything, and cons. I guess. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I I know we're all over talking about it, but I, I do feel like it's sort of become this elephant in the room now where it's like, oh, don't bring it up. But it's I definitely still feel it like like in terms of I will go to a big, you know, music venue or a gig and and I will feel overwhelmed by how many people are there. Like you can't ignore that we had months of kind of not doing that. So um, I think it's important to acknowledge sometimes. So what now? You said that you've obviously, you're not doing your previous role now. What's kind of on the cards for you in the next little while? Yeah, I feel like I've kind of just delved fully into music now. Like that's always been the thing that I'm, yeah, like music is my saving grace. It sounds so cheesy to say that, but I feel that music's always been the thing that gets me through everything. And so I kind of made it like 
set an intention for myself to make this my full-time role. So I've kind of just been DJing a lot. I'm going to be throwing a party for Vivid in June, which is really exciting, called Planet Abundance at Mary's Underground. Um, and then working on some other really exciting events as well. So mainly DJing, um, hosting my show on radio, which is called Club Abundance, which is kind of tied to the Vivid show. Um, yeah, and I've been writing a lot more as well, which is really nice. So writing about the arts and, um, yeah, I guess, like, I have, there's a strong part of me that loves to, like, I feel like there's an intersection with it across all of the work that I do through a regular fit, through my music stuff, and also through my writing, which is kind of about interrogating why there isn't more equity and challenging, you know, systems that exist and trying to figure out new ways collaboratively, um, like with others, on how we can coexist together in a way that is equitable, that provides everyone with dignity, um, but also provides instances of joy and fun and community um, and care. So I feel like that's uh -huh. sort of where I'm focusing these days. Yeah, I think that's so great. What are some of those things that you're doing to try and, you know, make that possible and make, you know, put that equity um, conversation like in every conversation? Yeah, I think, you know, we all can only do so much as individuals. So I love like collaboration is a big part of how I try to affect change, like working with others, recognizing that, you know, because I've been in this industry, music for an extended period of time now, I have certain privileges that maybe others don't. So I try to speak up and use my voice to sort of, you know, get other people into rooms that once upon a time I wasn't in either. Um, love that. Yeah, like, yeah, and then writing things, having conversations. I'm very action focused, which is why I started a regular fit in 2018, because I recognize that like, it makes more sense to, yeah, teach others, exchange knowledge with other people, and like all of us sort of exchanging knowledge where we have strengths so that we can teach each other things and all grow together. So I feel like that's probably a large part of what my focus is. Yeah. I love that mindset. And I think, you know, I, I think that in everything you do, like I was working with not-for-profits recently and um, doing communication for some of those organizations and like, you need to all work together to get things happening. I mean, I'm sure that there's people that can do things as a one-man band, but I think that the more we work together on things, the more that change is possible. And I think that's really, really cool. I think, yeah, everything you're doing is just blows my mind. So I don't know how you have the time in the day, but I mean, we all um, got to have Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so what would you like to see, I guess, from this next year in terms of your like professional goals and and the you know, whether that, that is your radio show or whether it is some of the other, you know, little projects you have on the side. Like, yeah, what, where are you setting your sights, I suppose? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. I feel like for me, one of my primary goals for the next 12 months is to have sustainability with my work. So, so to not have to stress about things and to know that I've always got myself, I can invest more time and energy into producing music because I'm not worried about paying my bills. Yeah. And also just like, I'd love to do more workshops with people across the board, like to learn from others as well as to teach them. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like my end goal is always sustainability for myself so I can do what I love. Like, I feel like I don't really resonate with the saying, like, if you work a job that you love, you never work a day in your life. But I do feel that um, music is something that makes me really happy. Uh, and in the past, I've always sort of had some sort of supplementary job to sort of help sustain my music career. So I'm very invested in making this something that I can just focus wholeheartedly on. And even the last couple of months have been really lovely being able to focus on that. Um, like it just, it makes me really happy. Oh, I love that. And it sounds like, like, it sounds like it is taking off for you. I can so resonate with that completely am realizing what you're saying about the um, sustainability thing. And do you have any advice for anyone starting out that um, is in the creative, you know, creative arts and music space, like when it comes to kind of knuckling down and trying to get some of that, like consistency? um, Yeah. What steps can you take? Advice, like something that I learned. So this isn't the first time I've ever tried to go sort of full-time with my music. Like I used to work at SBS a little while back, like 20. Yeah. Doing community engagement there as well. And I quit that job and was like, I'm just going to do music stuff. But I'd realized that I wasn't where I needed to be yet to go into music full-time. So like my situation now is so much different to then. I think that Yeah, like I know people always say things like consistency and stuff, but I feel like the biggest thing is really just looking after yourself and like checking in with yourself regularly because it's so easy to sometimes get ahead of ourselves, which is what I did the last time I tried to sort of do this full time. Be like, I'm ready. I've got this. 
but there's so many moving parts with trying to go from working full-time and then often you end up working a lot more than you were in your full-time job because you're just trying to make everything yeah work. so I would say like doing research into whatever the career that you're looking to go into is so that you know what your options are where you could potentially get support building your networks I think is super important as well yeah but I think it's different for each person because it really depends on how long you've been in the industry and like yeah like for some people they could be in it for like a couple of years and all of a sudden like they're set and for others maybe you've got other things going on like I talk quite frankly about this but for me my mental health has been a big hindrance in the past for me being able to like really focus on this sort of stuff because I wasn't able to be as consistent as I needed to be with certain things or meet deadlines because I wasn't looking after myself and I was kind of just experiencing quite intense burnout because I was doing too many things at once um and so taking a step back and being like you know what what is feasible for me to do what can I do that's actually going to be able to pay my bills my rent etc like that's what I'm going to focus on now but make sure that it's still stuff that I love to do it makes me happy and that I won't feel anxious about doing or frustrated about doing in the future and I feel like that's kind of where I've gotten to now with the work that I choose to do and I'm in a privileged position now that I'm able to say no to things and not worry about saying no whereas I understand like that is a privilege and not everyone can do that so I'd always just recommend like really reflecting on what it is that you seek and like how it is that you need to get there and that it's also not a race necessarily like it's more of a marathon and it ebbs and it flows so yeah it's good advice really good advice and you know it's funny that that burnout conversation um it's something that has come up with nearly every guest I have and like this this podcast is sort of about even though it says, how do you hustle? It's, it's sort of more about the side hustles people do um, and, and what they're trying to do to make it in the field that they want to be in and, and do that, you know, in a sustainable way and in a, you know, ethical way. Um, But yeah, like I'm just noticing that it's coming up more and more. And I think it's a conversation we need to, to get on the radar because especially if you are doing like three different things, wearing three different hats, like juggling all these like side hustles and your normal job, like you are going to get burnt out. And like, I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone our age who hasn't experienced that. Yeah. Which is kind of saying something. Absolutely. It shouldn't really be like that, but yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, you've experienced that as well. And like to hear that you've struggled with it, it and, and I can completely um relate to that. And yeah, I just hope I really hope that now that people are talking about it, that we will see a bit of change and maybe like employers even be a bit more open to some of that change. But what do you think needs to change? Like, how do we even go about changing that? (laughs) That's a huge question. I feel like, like from my own perspective and lived experience, I feel like a big part of it is slowing down. It's like we rush so much. We constantly have deadlines. We constantly have things that we need to worry about and all these competing priorities. And then we stress ourselves out with trying to like make sure we can get everything done at once. But I think even though I haven't slowed down that much in the last couple of weeks, I still try to take time throughout days where I focus on like unwinding a bit, like meditating, trying to check in with my body and myself. Like I I just wish that employers 
would reflect more on how important it is for all of us to slow down because there was this like rhetoric for during lockdown where we're like we're slowing down we're going to take it easier once things open up again but then everything sort of just went straight back into it and I get why like people are nervous about whether things will shut down again or they need the income but it's so important like coming back to sustainability as well like if we don't look after ourselves we can't do anything and that's definitely what burnout has taught me in the past it's like you can go super hard but if you get to that point where you're burnt out, then you literally will have to stop for an extended period of time to recover. So it makes more sense for us to slow down and also like critically reflect more on things and how we can do things in ways that are more equitable for different types of people, because not all of us operate in the same way. So I think those would be things that I do as an employer. Yeah. Amazing. And like, just generally, like even in the music space in, in, you know, other career paths that you've gone down like what would you like to see in terms of change in in equality like are you do you think that dialogue has shifted enough from employers from workplaces like what steps do you think need to be taken in that area because obviously again people are not doing enough I think there's a lot of different things that need to be done there's a lot of different communities that don't get the care that they deserve within like the music industry I feel like it's still very much dominated by one particular group of people. So I think like leadership, I feel like it always starts from the top down, right? In terms of actually affecting change. And when I say that, I don't want to invalidate any grassroots causes because there's so many amazing people that do work at a grassroots level, at a community level. Having said that, if there's still sort of pushback from people in positions of leadership, they were not really able to affect the change that's necessary to shift the entire industry. So yeah, I'm not sure. Like I feel that there's some people doing amazing work at the moment to try to affect change through censuses and surveys and through workshops and, you know, consultation. Yeah. And I think that I'd like to see more of that, but just more action as well. Cause I think a lot of the thing that I see a lot of is a lot of talk from people in positions of leadership. But then when it comes to actually actioning what they're speaking about, sometimes it means stepping down themselves and allowing other people to be in that sort of position. Those conversations, there's a lot of reluctance to mm. step back <laughs> um, yeah. and not be well, Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I like you, have worked in that sort of government, corporate space, that world. And, yeah, you definitely um, see... Some who are doing better than others. And like, I think there is, yeah, I completely agree with you. There is, there is, um, there's things like quotas and like a lot of conversation, but yeah, I think there's so far to go in that space, but it's been so great to talk to you. I'm mindful of your time and, you know, not taking too much of it, but yeah, I'm so grateful that we finally um, got to catch up and have a bit of a chat and like, just keep doing all the amazing work that you're doing. And yeah, I think like, on Instagram, I've noticed you're such a force to be reckoned with and you're like using your voice oh, wow. so loud. And I love that. And I love people who do that and who just like are quite fearless about it, which, I, which you are like social media still scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I scared by it, but yeah, I do say some things. I appreciate that. Thank you. No, I think like, I think now we want authenticity and we want, we want people who are going to, you know, not just talk the talk, but, you know, get out there and um, make some change, which you're doing. So, 
It's incredible. And if people want to find you on like any of your mixes or your um, website or on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, I think best places to find me as of right now is either my Instagram, which is at iavatanya underscore underscore, or my SoundCloud if you want to listen to my music. I think that's for now. That's where I'll send people. If you happen to be in town uh, on the 2nd of June, uh, we're doing Planet Abundance at uh, Mary's Underground, which will be really fun as well. Thanks for coming on the show. And yeah, it's been amazing. Thanks so much, Bronte. It was lovely to speak to you. Life has been very crazy at the moment. I'm currently starting some more study to just upskill and I've taken on a couple of exciting new projects. So I'm really looking forward to sharing those with you. I'm thinking of doing some episodes that kind of go into uh, my work with working with businesses and, you know, working in communications and PR and social media and giving advice um, to some of you that might not know where to start. I've got a bunch of people in the industry that I work with that are happy to come on the show and give you guys some really hands-on tips. So stay tuned for those episodes episodes as well. They'll be coming on soon. And I'm also looking at getting some guest co-hosts on the show as well. So if there's anyone you'd like to hear from, let me know. Or if you yourself think you'd be a great guest. Every episode, I do a shout out to another podcast, Sharing the Love, and a podcast I recently listened to that I think you'll all love. I'm sure a lot of my listeners have heard of She's on the Money. And I actually listened to a couple of their episodes in the last week on budgeting. On the show, they just talk about all things to do with budgeting, finances. And I just find their information so insightful and just like really down to basics. I feel like they just put it in really bite-sized terms and like they really, you know, explain it in a way that is so applicable to each and every one of us. And I also love the stories they do with like guests that come on and share their money stories. So definitely one to check out if you haven't already. If you have any podcasts you'd like to suggest or if you are a podcast and you'd like to get in touch, send us a DM on Instagram at How Do You Hustle. We'd really love to hear from you. But that's all we've got time for for this episode. I'll be back again in another month. If there's anything you would like to send us or any suggestions you'd like for upcoming episodes, you can also send us a voice memo on our Instagram and suggest anything really just say hello I'd love to hear from you let me know what you're thinking of the show you can also give us a follow on TikTok by searching how do you hustle you can also show us some love by jumping on Apple podcasts and giving us a rating and a follow and the same goes for Spotify and you can also write us a little comment thank you for listening and I'll talk to you all next episode Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.